You can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. John Kabat-Zinn. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Welcome to today's episode where I'm going to be talking about grumpiness, irritability, more specifically, what to do if you have a grumpy partner. And most everyone can relate to this because, you know, we all are grumpy sometimes. These are just moods and they happen. They're no fun. But if you have a partner, a spouse, a significant other that seems to be grumpy a lot, irritable, generally not in a good place, daily life can sure be more challenging. Unfortunately, bad moods can also be infectious, but they don't have to be. So that's the good part. We don't want you to pick up on somebody else's grumpy, bad mood. So let's start by talking about moodiness. And moodiness can stem from a whole lot of different things. There's so many reasons. But at baseline, it's about working through deeper issues, basically personal conflicts. And when people start being irritable and moody and grumpy. It means that they're having a hard time dealing with their inner self. Could be their thoughts that they're having, how they feel. And, you know, sometimes this shows up when someone is very overwhelmed, maybe with work, maybe if they have financial stress or increased family obligations. Other times it can be related to, um, you know, maybe having perfectionistic tendencies and being let down because of your high expectations or unrealistic standards. And then there's the physical and mental dysregulations that can also cause moodiness and irritability. Things like thyroid disorders or sleep issues or hormonal issues or maybe blood sugar fluctuations or chronic pain can cause grumpiness, irritability, or maybe something as simple as being dehydrated. And yes, often they are caused by mood disorders, by depression or by bipolar disorder, maybe by personality disorders or anxiety. So it's important to figure out the why. It's important for the person experiencing it so that they can learn how to manage it and change it, but it's also important for you as a partner so that you're able to control how you react to your partner's moods and their grumpiness. So for example, if you found out that the reason your partner is being so irritable and having these mood swings is because they have a problem with their thyroid, or maybe they have diabetes that's not being controlled and their blood sugar is fluctuating, you might react different to them than if you thought they were being moody because they didn't care about you or they were being selfish or insensitive. So first thing to know is that the context matters. 
It matters to you and it matters to them. So figuring out the why the moodiness, the irritability, the grumpiness is happening would definitely be step one in addressing how to change it. So try to dig a little deeper and uh, rule out any medical conditions and get clear onto why this might be happening. And you can encourage your partner to go for a wellness checkup so that they can make sure that their physical health is okay. And do that without saying, oh, there's something wrong with you. You're always so angry, so irritable, which is more like blaming and judging. And we want to kind of stay away from that, right? And then the second thing is to check in with yourself, your reactions to their moods and figure out what the triggers are and the way that you respond and the story you're telling yourself about the other person and their grumpiness. Because remember, you can usually control your own reactions often by choosing a thought that supports how you'd like to feel instead of rehashing what you don't want and what's not feeling good. We want to have that ability to turn it around and recognize things and then choose what makes you feel right instead of just fighting with what makes you feel wrong. So one way to do this, um, for example, if your partner is being grumpy, annoying, anxious, like everything bothers them. It's just the way they're showing up, the way that they're reacting It's just not helping anybody in the house, right? It could be useful to bring in some compassion for your partner and for yourself. And you can do this by acknowledging that they're in a bad place at this moment. I mean, they're not good. And you got to remember that moods are transient. They don't last forever. So perhaps the best course of action is to give each other some space, use some compassion and just notice, hey, this person's not well right now. Let me give them some space. And, you know, I think that it's useful to use visuals. I know for me it is. And I like using the the one visual that resonates with me is imagining the waves in the ocean. They roll in to the shore and then they get pulled out back to sea again. And so by learning to surf or ride the wave, these emotions become more manageable. So the way a person shows up, I picture it sometimes as waves. I mean, either in a good way or a bad way. It's helpful for me anyways. And, and if you think about the acronym for a wave, the W-A-V-E, I think of the W as welcome. I welcome the thoughts, the feelings without acting. And maybe that's just noticing. And then the A can stand for attending, giving your attention, staying in the present, this moment, without reliving the past or fortune-telling the future. And when it comes to anger, irritability, grumpiness, people tend to have this thing like, oh, they're always like that. You know, this means that they're going to be in a bad mood, you know, next year, next month, later. So what I'm suggesting by attending it is to give it your attention in the present, this moment, and don't make anything else about it. Notice it, the welcome, attend to it, saying, here it is, this is what's happening right now. And then the V, validate, because there's truth in your experience. You're having these thoughts, these feelings, and acknowledging that they're not pleasant. They're not pleasant to you. They're not pleasant to your partner. Validate them, but know that they're going to pass. And then exhale. That's the E, exhale. Let go of that energy created by that emotion. 
So the wave, welcome, attend, validate, and exhale. It's a pretty simple exercise. You pair it with that thought, that visual in your head of what it would be like to ride the wave, knowing that it's going to pass. And it's definitely more useful. And talking about energy, when you exhale that energy, you can change the energy in the room by making some adjustments to yourself, adjusting the tone of your voice, adjusting the posture, your stance, how you're standing, whether it's relaxed, at ease, or making sure it's not threatening. You can adjust the energy by smiling, by your breath, your breathing. By using your breath, you create space for good intentions. By being conscious and adjusting your verbal and nonverbal cues, which has a lot to do with the meaning, you know, you're giving the circumstance, you can actually make significant shifts in the energy in the room with the person in front of you that perhaps is experiencing this negative feeling. And I, I think it's also important to have boundaries as to what's acceptable to you in the way that your partner expresses their grumpiness and their irritability. And this is important because I'm not suggesting that you succumb to any type of abuse, whether it's physical or verbal. It's a no. That needs to be clear. And these are things like insults and disrespect and yelling and throwing things and hitting. That's not acceptable. And you got to let them know that. And hopefully you've done that before this grumpiness, irritability state. But even if you haven't, always be very clear on your boundaries. And while you can be, you know, trying to adjust your tone and your posture and get, you know, better energy in the room and use compassion, you certainly should not put up with any type of abuse from your partner. All right. So get clear on that piece of it. And not everybody thinks of abuse in the same terms. So be conscious of that. What you might consider abusive, your partner might not and might be minimizing it. So that those are conversations you got to have, right? You know, where basically you tell somebody, listen, I know that sometimes you're angry or irritable in a bad mood, or, you know, you don't want to have anything to do with me, us, the situation, whatever we're talking about. But let's just be clear and agree that when you use foul language, when you yell, when you scream, whatever it is that you want to stop, when you do that, that is disrespectful. That is abusive. I'm not going to tolerate it. So you're going to, I'm going to have to ask you to find a different way to express irritability. Okay. So you need to have that conversation. All right. So going back to what you can do, if this person is feeling, um, the state of negative feeling, they're basically stuck. I really suggest for you not to try to correct them, to judge them or to use blame. Instead, you can start suggesting something else like, let's start over. Kind of like wiping the slate clean. Remind them that you love them, that you care about them, and that you want them to be good. You want both of you to be good, your family to be good. So you can say something like, I'm sensing that this is not a feel-good moment, and how about we start over? and make it a point to be more pleasant. Kind of reshift and remind them that you're both on the same team and that even though it's not a feel-good moment, 
you have the ability to start over, try again. What this does is that helps make a connection between both of you. It unifies you instead of being at arm's length, which usually is what tends to happen with irritability and anger. People get farther away from each other instead of trying to work together. And when we talk about irritability, it hangs out with negative thoughts like, oh, this just doesn't work. I'm so fed up. They never listen. They don't care. This is not fair. And it leaves the person experiencing these negative feelings, feeling alone and stuck. So by uniting with them without adopting these negative feelings yourself, you can kind of help lift this dark veil. So some ways that you can actually interrupt these moments is by getting something to drink, such as water, tea, hydrating, cooling down. It's almost like a feel good. It helps your body recalibrate mental clarity. I talked to you so much about hydration because I really feel it makes a difference. Another thing that you can do is ask them if you can give them a hug, even if you really don't feel like it. Okay. There's something about human contact that somehow heals in many instances, or maybe you need a hug and you can ask them to give you a hug or a smile. Sometimes the best thing to do is actually start moving, do some exercise, dance, stretch, change your physical state, or go ahead and change the environment. Go outside. If, if you're inside and you know it's feeling stuffy and overwhelmed and kind of negative in there, just go outside. Encourage them to go outside. Do something funny. Be silly. Maybe what that person needs or what you need might be to zone out for a little while. Do something that takes your mind off of things. Listen to a podcast, watch a movie. Maybe you need to eat something. Perhaps you can smell something. Aromatherapy, super uplifting. Smell maybe some citrus or some peppermint or something that just signals your brain to feel good and break that state. But ultimately, know that your partner's moods are their responsibility and try not to take it personal, which I know is hard to do, but you try. And avoid contaminating your own mood. I know it's not easy because when people are angry and irritable, they tend to blame the world. It's hard for someone to take responsibility. But all you can do is manage yourself and then show up with a lot of love, compassion, understanding, because, you know, people are complicated. And sometimes the reason you think that people are the way they are really isn't the reason at all. So you got to remember that. Encourage them to dig deeper, support them in the journey, and just try to get control of yourself, your own moods and how you show up. And things slowly shift. Some things will go easier than others, but if you do it consistently, I can pretty much tell you that, at least as you're concerned, you won't become affected as much, kind of jaded by somebody else's negative view, if you really focus yourself on coming from the heart, of using compassion, empathy, of thinking about what's really important, 
How else can it be expressed? And knowing that moods are transient. They are going to come. They're going to go. Some are pleasant. Some are not. It's just part of being human. It's part of the experience. And it's all going to be okay. All right. So I hope that was helpful for you today. And um, I'll check in with you guys next week. And until then, think well and be well. Catch you soon. Bye. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences, and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.